The Anarchist's Workbench by Christopher Schwarz Published by Lost Art Press This recording is by Ray Defterius and is not affiliated or endorsed by Lost Art Press in any manner. Any errors or omissions are purely the fault of the narrator, as is any general bungling of pronunciation of names. Chapter 12 Build the Benchtop After trying it every which way, I think it's best to start building a workbench by first gluing up the benchtop. Then construct the base while working on that new benchtop. Put the two together, flip the thing over, sidestep any passing hernias, and you have a workbench. The end. I wrote the following chapters on the bench's construction assuming you have a basic knowledge of woodworking. You don't need to be an expert, but I hope you've made a couple of items where you glued things together. Maybe you've made a rabbit, a tenon or dovetails. Bottom line, you have cut wood, and you have to put pieces together. Right. You don't need industrial machines to build this bench. Yes, you can build it entirely by hand. I've built benches this way, and if you commit to the process, you can too. Most people will appreciate a few lightweight machines, which can turn a months-long process into about 40 or 50 hours of work. Here are the most important machines. A 6-inch or 8-inch electric jointer. These sizes are entry-level machines and can serve you your whole life. A 12-inch portable planer, also called a thicknesser. These inexpensive machines are magic. A table saw, any kind, small or large will do. A shed load of clamps. To glue up all the laminations, you need lots of clamps if you want tight joints. If you are cash strapped, borrow clamps. If that's not an option, read on. Vintage bar clamps. If you are poor, have no woodworking friends, and want to build a workbench, you need to shop for vintage clamps. The world is filled with them. Heavy clamps in iron and steel have been manufactured for centuries, they almost never break, and they are never thrown away. So haunt auctions, especially when workshops go out of business, garage sales, and the occasional flea market. You will find clamps. Look for bar clamps that have two features, a sliding clamp head that is restrained by deep notches or detents in the clamp's bar, not just a friction clutch on a smooth bar, plus a heavy Acme thread screw driven by a cranked handle. That's better than a straight handle. Study the photos. These two features ensure the clamp will imply an insane amount of pressure. Almost too much pressure for woodworking, to be honest. Most modern lightweight clamps supply pressure that is suitable for gluing furniture parts that are made well, fit tightly, and don't need much clamp pressure. The heavy bar clamps I'm describing for bench building are for tightening joints that other clamps can't touch. I know that some virtue signaling person in your past has told you that proper woodworking barely needs any clamps. Good joinery is enough. That's not true when building a bench. You'll be face gluing six one and a half inch by five and a half inch by 96 inch pieces of yellow pine together in one go. You need clamps that can strangle the gaps between your boards. Plus, once you get a taste for old iron clamps, you'll laugh at the plastic and aluminium ones on the market. Expect to pay about $15 to $25 per clamp. That's a damn bargain. 
so don't whine about it. These clamps will last longer than most of your personal relationships, and they'll never make you cry. Until you drop one on your foot. Sort your wood. To make the bench top, you need 9 2 by 12 by 8 foot boards. You'll rip each one up the middle to make 18 sticks that measure 1.5 inches by 5 and 9 sixteenths by 96 inches. These 18 boards will make up your bench top. Ripping the 2x12s is a pain because some of the boards will be case hardened. They'll pinch the blade or the two pieces will wander wildly as you rip them, causing havoc. When I encounter a case hardened board I stop the saw and lower the blade so it's cutting through only a little more than half the thickness of the board. I make that cut. Then I flip the board end for end and finish the cut. This usually works. Sometimes you need to wedge open the kerf with wooden shims or a screwdriver as you make the cut. Once you rip all the boards to width, joint and plane them to one and a quarter inches thick. Arrange them on sawhorses or a table in a pleasing arrangement. Number their ends so you can keep all the parts under control. Scrawl a huge cabinet maker's triangle on their edges. It's easy to get turned around when there's open glue in the room. The plan. I glue up a bench top in three bundles of six boards. That's a lot of boards, and you might consider doing fewer boards, three perhaps, until you hear the next thing I have to say. After you clamp up your boards, leave the chunk to cure overnight. I know that's not what the glue bottle says, but here's the truth. Yellow pine is packed with resin, and it's a dense wood. These two things limit how easily the glue will penetrate the wood. You need all the help you can get. After talking to a glue technologist at Franklin International, he recommended leaving a yellow pine bench lamination in the clamps for at least 4 hours. Overnight was better. If you instead use an easily glued species such as poplar, I'd clamp things for 5 hours total. Experience has proven him correct. When I let laminations sit overnight, they don't delaminate. If I cheat, gaps might open in time. The top won't fall apart because of these gaps, but they are unsightly. So if you want to leave each glue up clamp for 12 hours, do you really want to do 12 glue ups? I don't. That's why I bundle my top pieces into 6 boards and make 3 glue ups. Then I clean up these 3 laminations by running them through the planer. I edge joint them. Then I glue the 3 80 pound chunks into one bench top. That's 4 glue ups over 4 days. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about doing your first glue up. Yellow glue. I use hard glue for most furniture making, but for workbenches I use yellow glue. Plain old polyvinyl acetate, type 1. Not the waterproof or water resistant stuff, it's not necessary. Yellow glue is cheap and you can buy it by the gallon. I forgot to mention that you'll probably need a gallon. Lay out your pieces on your clamps. You want to roll on glue on two pieces and then fold the pieces together to slow the curing process. Then roll on glue on two more pieces. You only need to put glue on one surface of each joint. Just use enough glue so that its mate will be wetted enough by the glue. Don't skimp. And using a little too much glue is better than using too little. Glue is cheap. I roll it on with a cheap foam roller. After you've glued all surfaces and piled the laminations together, apply clamp pressure. You should start from the middle. 
Clamp both above and below the laminations. I save the heavy iron clamps until the end for removing any gaps that my lightweight clamps cannot handle. After the iron clamps are on, do not walk away. You'll regret it. In a large lamination, some of the clamps will loosen as the boards get closer together and the excess glue is squeezed out. Go back and tighten each clamp handle before you walk away. Add the planing stop. You can create the mortise for the 2.5 inch by 2.5 inch planing stop in the front laminations during glue up, saving you some work later on. The mortise is located 11 inches from the end of the bench top and is centered on the last lamination of six boards. I'm sure it's obvious what we're going to do. Remove a 2.5 inch long section from two laminations. To make life easier, we're going to insert a scrap 2.5 inch by 2 inch by 4 inch block into the mortise during glue up to keep all the parts in line. Here's how that works. Cut the 2.5 inches out of the two center laminations using simple cross cuts. Then cut a 2.5 inch by 2 inch by 4 inch block of scrap wood. Drill pilot holes through it and nail it into one of the laminations next to the planing stop, 11 inches from the end. Glue up the front lamination. About 30 minutes after you finish the final tightening of the clamps, use a block of wood and a small sledge to drive the spacer block out of its hole. Then clean up the mortise with a wet toothbrush and rags. Get the glue out of the corners. Cleaning up. With any luck the boards didn't slide up or down too much. I shoot for less than 1 16th variation across the entire bundle. Find a helper to joint and plane these bundles until they are smooth and square all around. It's quite difficult to do the job by yourself and to do a good job. After cleaning up the three laminations check their long edges. Even if you did a good job on the machines, these edges can be angled or twisted. Before you try to glue up the entire bench top, Try to improve all the edges with hand planes. I use a jack and jointer. This is time well spent. Show each edge its mate. I had some gaps that were less than 1 16th and I couldn't improve the fit with hand planing. Luckily, I found during a dry run that my clamps could eliminate those gaps. Before you clamp up the top, make some clamping pads to protect the finished edges of the benchtop from being dented by the clamps. I ripped a 2x6 by 8 foot down its middle to make two 2 inch wide by 8 foot pads and I then screwed them to the ends of the bench top. The screw holes will be cut away later. Apply glue to the long edges of your parts. Begin by clamping below the bench top. Then use your strong iron clamps to pull out any gaps that are visible on the top of the bench top. Remove the glue squeeze out with a wet rag to make your flattening chores easier later on. The next day, flip the bench top so it's upside down on sawhorses. Scrape off any excess glue. The underside should be pretty flat. Less than 1 16th is what I shoot for with these big laminations. If it's out by a lot, an eighth or more, then you should flatten the underside with a jack plane before you start building the base. 